All right, folks, welcome to a edition of the Fourth and Long podcast. My name is Justin. You all know that. Um, this is Jake. What's up, Jake? What's up, Justin? Haven't seen each other in a while. I've been busy, um, but we decided to get at least the national championship preview in here today. So it's going to be a little, uh, we're going to go over the Heisman a little bit and then um, we're going to the national championship. Um, but first, we're going to start with some news and notes, like always. Uh, these are from this week. So, um, I don't know. They, they might be old news, but the, this is uh, what I got. Um, so one of the first notes is that Ohio, uh, Ryan Day said Ohio State is on track to play a national title game. They did fly out um, for the national title game, so they aren't going to move it. Uh, I don't know about you, Jake, but for, for a while there, I actually thought they were going to move it. Yeah, it was. Very, that's what everyone was saying was well, they're going to move it because – they want everyone to be able to play. They want it to be a competitive game. And to be honest, I know a lot of people were saying that Ohio State was saying they had COVID problems so that Justin Fields had an extra time to rest, yeah. which makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, come on now. Like, we understand that he's hurt, but, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Saban's daughter, like, went on Twitter. And yes, I thought I saw the tweet. I was going to bring like, it up. Saban probably – like gave her a time out for like two days. She can come yeah. out of her room or something, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I do. I mean, Ohio State has been dealing with COVID issues, but it really isn't. I mean, I mean, it, it is pretty bad, but I mean, they had pretty much all their playmakers back for the versus Clemson's and I think they're going to have everyone back for this yeah. one. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it was just to get, hopefully, I mean, if they could have got it moved to Tuesday, that's just another day for Justin Fields to sit yeah. around and rest. So, um, I totally think that they were I, – I do think that they were affected by COVID, but I definitely think there was a part of it that was like, we could use a couple extra days for Justin Fields' ribs mm-hmm. to not be killed. Yeah. Um, so next uh, topic, uh, Penn State has, has hired former Texas offensive coordinator Mike Yurchich to the same title of Penn State. Um, I kind of put, uh, can James Franklin feel the heat underneath him? Um uh, I'll get into it next, but uh, I, I wasn't surprised James Franklin didn't get fired. I mean, in one bad season in a weird year, but um, definitely I think he's still on the hot seat going into next year. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a, I guess Texas's offense has been okay for a while, but they had Sam Ellinger, um, and he was like he did four years in that system, so yeah. it was a lot easier for him. So, I, any thoughts on that one? Um. N- I mean, it's very surprising. I think the biggest surprise, in my opinion, was that Michigan extended Harbaugh five years for 20 mil. I was sitting here when the news came out, and I was like, what are you doing? Why? So I guess guess the only stipulation of the new contract, it is bigger, and it's it's four years, almost five mil a year, or five years, almost four mil a year. And the buyout is a lot lower than it was before. So I think that, but at the same time, why are you hiring a, are you extending a coach more than two years if he hasn't done anything for your program? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen next year, but I can't, I mean, I can't tell you that Michigan, I think Michigan is going to be within closing distance of Ohio state or the rest of the big 10. So Um, yeah, but, um, uh, his new deal is also, uh, I guess, incredibly incentive laced. Yeah. So like if he wins the big 10 or national championship, um, it's like bigger money, but still, yeah, I, I, I mean, I read an article, I don't know what it was on, but it was like, there was really no other way to go about this than just extend him because basically like we've talked about all year, Michigan's not going to get anyone better. 
Um, and I mean, he's done nothing for, I mean, you, you might as well just give him a year or two more. Cause I mean, yes, you let this year kind of be like a pass cause it was yeah. messed up and weird, but I mean, I got to think next year if they're struggling again, I mean, you got to let him go at some point. I, mm-hmm. It's just been, it's just been a failed experiment. So, yeah. um, I also think the big, the second biggest news, I know it's kind of college football related is it looks like, um, What's his name? Urban Meyer will be coming out of retirement to be the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars because he's going around his old his old college ranks, old assistant coaches, and yep. putting together a coaching staff. So yeah, he's been I think that I think that has kind of big implications for uh, the draft, especially if I think he'll be more favored to go with, especially because he'll start a new offensive system. He'll go with someone that might be familiar with the scheme, and I think that could be Justin Fields. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I think it's still definitely going to be Lawrence, but um, I, I yeah, think too. So but I think it throws in a little bit of a, a curveball, maybe. Yeah, it does a little bit, I guess. But I mean, if you're if, in my think, mind of thinking right now, if you're to tell me right now that Urban Meyer in four or five months is going to take Justin Fields with the number one overall pick. Right now, I'm gonna tell you, I'd be shocked out of my mind if that happened. Yeah. But no, um, I would too. But I mean, I still think it's yeah, a possibility. I mean, if you have a, you rather have a quarterback day one that understands most of your system, can execute it properly, then that's Justin Fields, and that that skips the year of having to teach Trevor Lawrence. Even though I think Trevor Lawrence is is more talented, has better, partially better vision of the field, and can identify defenses. I think that slight that ability to skip one or two years of actually teaching a system is what Urban Meyer might want to do to jumpstart his NFL success. I mean, that'd be crazy, and I wouldn't mind it. But I mean, the Jets would Jets fans. If you, if, if I was a Jets fan, and you told me that right now, I'd be like foaming at the mouth, so happy. But yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I did see that that he was going around uh, setting up coaching staff. If you look at the Jaguars' job, I mean. And you look at all the other jobs around the NFL, I guess the Chargers is okay because you have a Herbert. Um, but the Jaguars, I mean, you're coming in with a very young team. They drafted a cornerback first last year. And then year before that, they have Josh Allen, who's he's been good-ish. Um, but it's a young team, and you can basically, like you said, he's pitching his, pick, picking his coaching staff, and he's going to have his pick of quarterback at first pick. So yeah. um, I'm a little bit surprised that he's going to jump into the NFL because I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to work in the NFL. But I, I would love to see him succeed. I mean, but because uh, I feel like he was just heavily on a lot of recruiting and things like that, and that's just not how – and I also don't understand how if he – retired at Ohio state because he has health issues. I mean, those are only going to get worse in the NFL. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Like, yeah, that's very true. I mean, you're going to get paid like eight, nine million a year, double what you made at Ohio state. Um, so you better be kind of ready for the scrutiny that's going to come your way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we talked about this. I don't think we did. Uh, uh, we might've, uh, Sarkeesian's in, uh, in at Texas. Uh, uh, what's his face? Herman's out. Um, mm-hmm. It's even weirder because Sarkeesian's still going to coach in the game on Monday. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense, but it's yeah. a little weird. It's a little weird, um, but um, I think it's a it's a decent hire for Texas. I, I think they would have. I think they probably are like jumping up and down, so happy they got Sarkeesian because I don't think they were going to go out and be able to get much better than him, anyways. 
No, I think you're completely right. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we Sarkeesian is an OC, and I just the track record of those of Alabama offensive coordinators that have gone to another team haven't been great. The no. it's I'm I'm just I'm more you know Sarkeesian could break the trend, but I just. You know, we'll have to wait and see. It's kind of, you know, again, you're completely right. That was the best best option for them, and they were able to get them. So, we'll again, we'll have to wait and see for next year. Yeah, it's just, well, a lot of Alabama offensive coordinators that go other where, uh, like other places, I mean, I don't know if they don't understand it or they're not used to it or they can't adapt to uh-huh. it. But, I mean, at Alabama, when you're calling plays, I mean, this year's a prime example. I mean, you're throwing to three top ten picks in the NFL, probably. Yeah. I mean, not top ten picks this year, but, yeah. I mean, you're throwing to three first-round picks mm-hmm. or you're running it with another first-round pick. Like, it's it, – and hopefully I know we had issues at uh, USC and Washington with alcohol, so hopefully that's all behind him. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, basically uh, – Alabama is like um, – it's, like, uh, it's like rehab – for coaches <laughs> like because what's his yeah. face went there uh um who was the coach at baylor oh, our, our bryles went there for a year and then uh <laughs> mike uh uh the old bangles coach went down there for a year too so he mm-hmm. just takes in old coaches and just like repurposes them but <laughs> yeah um it's interesting um and i know we had talked about it kind of before too but i mean you have to temper your expectations if you're a texas fan like he yeah. hasn't have his guys in yet um and he probably never will get his guys, the guys that Alabama gets. But um, like so, be expecting a New Year's Six Bowl next year is not really. I mean, it's just out of it's just kind of it's not out of the question. But I mean, Oklahoma's going to be good. Oklahoma State will probably be good again next year. So it's just it's an interesting, interesting one. But um, we'll head to the next news and we'll get down to the game. Um. Uh, also, I think the I think news that is coming out now is that Jalen Waddle is going to he's questionable for the game. Uh, right. Saban just said in his last press conference, but he looks like he probably will be playing in the game. It's going to be very interesting to see um, how much they're able to use him. Yeah, I mean, if, if he can fit flawlessly in that offense, I mean, I have only still really have like a like like thirty percent of me thinks Ohio State can win. I mean, if you mm-hmm. add Waddle and he like just seamlessly fits in, I mean th- that offense can't be stopped, no. and their defense is good enough where they can get a stop or two if it really yeah. comes down to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there. I mean, I remember leading up to the semifinal game versus Notre Dame, there were questions. Like, I guess Notre Dame was prepping for yeah. Waddle. So, yeah. Um, get the sun out of my face, Jesus. Um. um. But yeah, so that that's 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 huge for them if they get him back. I mean, I guess it's not huge, but it's just another piece of the puzzle that makes mm-hmm. Alabama that much be tougher to yeah. beat. So, yeah, um, I agree with that. Oh, uh, with that, we'll um let's go over this real quickly. Um, basically, the Heisman finally got it right. Um, in the past couple of years, um, yeah. and they gave it to Devonta Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like we talked about, he has over half of Mac Jones's receiving yards and half his passing yards so, or a pass, yeah. his touchdown. So, I mean, he was really the best player on that team. Um, I was surprised Trevor Lawrence came in second. I think Mac Jones and Kyle Trask had better years than him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, I think, I think there was a bunch of guys in there that 
like I know I kind of said it like kind of about Tua how he never won. They voted for Trevor Lawrence because they were like, this is a career award. He's won national championship and like things like that. My biggest shock was he didn't even win the the best quarterback in the nation. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Mac Jones won. Which is crazy, but. Yeah, it, it. It's just weird. I, I didn't. I, I mean, I'm just, I, I, going back to Eisman. I think it's good that they uh, th- that was the right choice. He, and, then, and in the way, I mean, we always talk about it. Like, what have you done for me lately? I mean, his last two games, he's been insane. Even before yeah. the college, even before the semifinal, he's been insane. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I mean I don't think anyone in the country has a corner that can stop him, except for Alabama. Maybe mm-hmm. Patrick Sertain the second could stop him, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have uh, next year's odds. Um, Spencer Rattler is uh, plus 400. Bryce Young, who still has not stepped on a football field, is plus 600. JT Daniels is plus 1,000. Sam Howell is plus 1,000. Uh, DJ Ugalele is plus 1,000. Derek mm-hmm. King is plus 1,400. And Keaton Slovis is plus 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of quickly, I'll just have you kind of comment on this. Um, like, Where does Clemson go from here? Like, they, I mean, obviously DJ, um, but, I mean, this is a complete transition from like it's almost like uh when two when two left alabama it's a complete tradition luckily it went flawlessly for alabama this year but i mean yeah. i i they, they in clemson they probably don't know what football is like without trevor lawrence so mm-hmm. i think we're going to definitely see a scheme that goes towards more a deshaun watson mm-hmm. slash um cam newton type offense yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but Bleacher Report just ranked their uh, Heisman winners over the last 10 years. And Cam Newton was second behind Joe Burrow's year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you just remember, I don't know if you you probably remember it better than I do, but that year that Cam Newton from Auburn went all the way, it was just insane because he couldn't be stopped. It was like he'd run the ball and then – or just Sean Watson against Alabama. It was just – and DJ has the size for that. He's um he can be mobile, but he's not as mobile. But he has that strong. He's arm, a big so. body too. Yeah. I mean, so so I think he's, he's like six five at like two thirty. Yeah, he's a, and he's, it's, a, he's a big dude. So yeah, he I can. think that would definitely help them ben- and benefit them. I know they'll probably probably lose Travis Etienne and a oh, couple yeah. other um couple other big wide receivers, but Mario Rogers is gone. Travis Etienne yeah. is gone. So yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, ahead, so we'll, I, I think it will be interesting to see. Um, I don't think – I don't know if it's going to be as smooth a transition as it was for Alabama, but it could be somewhat of a good transition because he is familiar with the system. And you never know. He could exceed expectations given that, you know, he played really well in those two games, didn't have a lot of prep for those two games, and then had the had a full year on top of that. I can't. I can't even imagine. I think – I think Clemson fans need to be wary, but not as wary as if you were saying it was someone completely new that you guys that they didn't even know about, like a transfer quarterback, like from Oklahoma. Yeah, or something I mean, like that. we'll get into it when we get our, our top five for next year. But even if Alabama wins on Monday, I, I don't think they come into next year ranked first. I don't think Clemson no. comes in ranked in the top. I, I mean, it's going to be Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama somewhere in the top five or six, but. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think you can look at Alabama and see how good they were with Najee Harris, Mac Jones, and Devonta Smith, 
and they're losing all three of those guys. And I don't know how you can look at them and be like, they're just going to be as dominant. Like, no, that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they, they do have good recruits coming in. Like they have three, uh, three, five or two, five stars, one, four star receivers coming in. But I mean, Devonta Smith is just one of the Heisman losing him. is going to, I mean, it's, it's going it's to be a big impact. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, they did it right. And then, uh, so, I mean, I know I said Clemson too, but I guess it's also the same thing for, um, uh, uh, Alabama too. I mean, they're coming in without their, I mean, um, the third national championship. So, or their, I don't know what I'm talking about, but you know, you get it. So I get what you're saying. yeah, but, um, so we are going to get into the game real quick. We got about probably five, 10 minutes left and then, uh, we'll get into the game. Um, so I kind of posted some stuff in the outline. I don't know if you have it up or not, but, um, uh, uh, they're both ranked pretty high. They both score over 40 a game. Um, yeah. Ohio State uh, gives up 22. Alabama only gives up 19. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State actually averages more yards um, per game. But that's because they run it more and they have like a triumphant of running backs. Um, they yeah. uh, pass for – Ohio State pass for about 275. Uh, Alabama 350. Obviously, then Ohio State um, outgains them in yards. Um but, I mean, it, the, the real thing that you need to look at here is, I mean, why this year is so weird and how much college football has changed. I mean, both of these guys have over – both these teams have over five or over 350 um, yards allowed per game, which was, yeah. like, unheard of. Like, if you would have seen an Alabama team, like, five, six years ago that yeah. was giving up 350 yards a game, it, I mean, they would have been horrible. They wouldn't have been ranked. I mean, that just shows you kind of how much – college football's changed it's just like the two best offenses are going to go at it so i think a bit another big thing is all their leaders for passing rushing and receiving alabama has a 4000 yard passer a 1300 yard rusher and a 1600 yard receiving leader where the only person over a thousand yards is justin fields and he almost has 2000 passing yards that is for a team to make it this far i think is another another attribute to what you just said that it's crazy how much college football has changed. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably talk about it sometime in the off season or next week or something. But I, I think that, that Justin Fields performance versus Clemson was one of the greatest performances in a big stage that I've ever seen. It remind it didn't remind me, but it was almost like Vince Young in the national championship or kind of like Cam Newton versus Alabama. And they yeah. came back and won. But uh, I mean, if he, like, if his ribs really were hurt and I think they were, I mean, that has to hurt so bad just to even cock your arm back to throw. So mm-hmm. um, good for him. But um, so, I mean, there's really not much to go over. I mean, we've been covering both these teams pretty heavily for now. Yeah almost three, four months. So um, I guess I'll just kind of get right into it. Uh, uh, what type of game are you expecting? And then give me the final score. Um, it's I've been debating this all um, since we found out. It's been really – I think I think OSU – I think Alabama is going to underestimate OSU and be like, you know, we've been here. We're going to let ourselves kind of – dictate this game and that Ohio State's not going to let that happen. They're going to be like, you know what, we're going to run the ball down your throat. And to be honest, I can see this turning into an Ezekiel Elliott type year for Trey Sermon. I mean, the guy's been electric the last couple games and you just, with a player like that, you're just going to keep feeding him, especially when your star quarterback has 
going in with a potential very risky injury. Yeah. And, you know, those ribs, if he gets hit once off of a, you know, safety takes the ball, scrambles a little bit, slides improperly, and then just, you know, the the jolt of the slide kind of hit, you know, dislodges something, then it's then it's basically over for them. I, I can't see their backup being, you know, I know they have a probably four or five star backup, but yeah, at the same yeah, time, absolutely. it's 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 no Justin Fields. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I um, he he's gonna look so fat on TV tomorrow night. His rib, yeah, his, his, his yeah, his his cute UB jacket's gonna be like, I mean, that's why Baker Mayfield looks fat all the time is because he has like three layers of QB uh, flak jackets on. But um, so uh, so you think it's gonna be a close game? Uh, high I think it's gonna obviously. be. A, I think it's gonna be a close game most of the game, and then towards the end, you'll see the the run like Ezekiel had that breakaway run. And to be honest, I think it it turned. Um, I forget the exact score, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be Ohio State 42-34. I think it's gonna be close, and they're gonna it's gonna be a one score game going into the going into the fourth. Okay, so because, I, I was, go ahead because I feel like Jalen Waddle, as we have said, is a high risk, especially with that ankle. You know, one bad plant, one bad tackle, and he's again not yeah. just done for the for the game, but he could have ruined he's his career. Much. Yeah, and then you know, their be- Ohio State's best corner is going to go on Devontae Smith, and I don't think you can contain him that much, but I think you can get under his skin to the point of you're going to frustrate him a little bit and hold him to regular crazy numbers, not like 300 receiving. receiving yards on like six, you know, 10 pass receptions and four touchdowns. And then I think ONC's defense is good enough to stop Najee Harris. Yeah. I think think they're big enough. I think their bodies are big enough. So they're going to, their, their front seven, their front four will at least be able to stop the offensive line from climbing to the second level. And then their backers are good enough to converge on the ball and contain him within a short, a short space. Yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I really want Ohio State to win. I uh, I, I don't know if you I put out an article this week, but the two most important players for Ohio State this weekend or on Monday are going to be uh, Haskell Garrett and Tommy Togiai because either they they have the ability to control the run game and they have the ability to control the pass game against yeah. uh, Alabama. So uh, those guys are pretty important. They've had good years. Um, I really want to see Ohio State win. Um, I'm just I'm just kind of I'm actually happy because it's not Alabama versus Clemson again. Like yeah. that was going to get old forever. So I'm, I mean, it's going to be a late two nights for me. I got my brownies tonight and then tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I think this game goes one of two ways. I think it's over at halftime and Alabama wins, or I think it's a little bit more low scoring than expected. And um, in Ohio state wins in the end, 38, uh, 34. So um, that that's uh, I know the spread. Oh, I don't know the spread. I was looking at the Brown spread. I wonder what the spread is. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I, I like the win thirty eight thirty four. Um, I think the offensive MVP is obviously Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess or Trey Sermon. You never know because I. It's funny you brought up Ezekiel Elliott because they. I just saw. I don't know if it was Bleacher Report or something, but. Uh, somebody had an article was like Trey Sermon is doing exactly what Ezekiel Ali did at the end of 2015. Exactly. So, 
Um, I think Alabama. So what I found on uh, CBS Sports is that uh, the latest odds have Alabama minus eight and a half. Okay, that, that makes sense. It's more than a touchdown. Yeah. But then I again, mean, I, I think I would definitely take it, no matter what. This, no matter who wins, it's going to be. I would take Ohio State plus eight and a half. Yeah, I if, I, if, I, if I was, yeah, go, go ahead. I said I think it's going to be a lot closer than eight points. I could see it being a three point, even a seven point game, rather than eight. So see, I I have a weird thing. Like, I think Alabama. The, if Alabama wins, it's going to be a blowout. But if Ohio State like keeps it close, it's like I said, it's going to be a 38-34 low scoring game. So I almost skip the um uh the the spread and I just go money line on Ohio State. There's a lot more value in that. Because if you really think Ohio State's going to win, um, yeah, but I don't know. That's more value in that, but uh, whatever. Yep. That's just my idiotic speaking, considering no I just put down the, the Browns bet today, so that's awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, so that's pretty uh, pretty much all we have today. Um, well, do you like want to go over the, the edges first? I think that's important to go over. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Or you go ahead and start. Um, so who has the edge? Fields versus Jones, in my opinion, I think Fields definitely has the edge. Um, I don't – I hated the talk of Mac Jones as a Heisman Trophy candidate and a heavy favorite. I just – he's just not – if he was like Tua, I think Tua is going to be one of the better QBs to come out of Alabama and not win the Heisman. I think he was the – and I think he's the only one that was ever close to actually having an argument for it. I know Mac Jones' numbers were crazy this year, but again, he had Jalen Waddle for the first half and then Devontae Smith, who ended up winning the Heisman in the second half. I mean, you just can't I – don't, I don't see how you, you're you able to make an argument when your wide your receiver is 10 yards, 10 yards separation from a corner. I just yeah. – <laughs> it's not hard to make that throw. I know you probably could have made those throws most of the time. Um, but, um, yeah, so then I'll, I'll go to the edge in the uh, running game. Usually I would say this is a pretty big advantage for uh, Alabama, but the way Trey Sermon's been playing lately has been crazy. Uh-huh. I still think I still think that the Al- Alabama has a little more edge in the rushing game, but it's definitely a lot closer than I expected, um, especially hopefully because, I mean, Sermon's been awesome, but it's also good to have a back, another back in there to, you know, give you a breather or something. So uh, Master Teague, I believe, should be back on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. As long as he can hold on to the football, give me give us 10 carries, that'd be huge. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a lot closer. Like I think Najee Harris is probably a lot better than Trey Sermon, but in their offenses, how they're played, it's a lot closer. And by and the way Trey Sermon's been playing, it's been awesome. I mean, he's he's moved himself up three or four rounds in the NFL yeah. draft. Yeah. So uh, if you want to take over, uh, I'll st- I guess I'll start with the re- receivers. It's really it's really Devonta Smith. Who do you like better, Devonta Smith or Chris Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson? Uh, um, so. I, I mean, I I love the story of Chris Olave, and I love what Garrett Wilson has done for Ohio State this year. But I mean, Devontae Smith had an outstanding year, especially taking over for Jalen Waddle, who was the star. Um, you know, no one was really talking. You know, everyone said, "Oh, Devontae Smith is still a really talented wide receiver," but you know, Jalen Waddle, that guy is just built different. And Smith really stepped into the role and actually exceeded expectations, in my opinion. Oh, I know yeah. a lot of people were just like, oh, you know, let's see if he can actually fill the role. I mean, we were even talking about it when Jim Law got hurt. We're like, wow, can 
can Smith really step into these big shoes and fill them? And I think he's grown out of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Them. He'll get picked. So, yeah, as much as I love Ohio State and love Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, I just think Smith is just a whole different, and, different and breed. It, it, it's weird because, like, if if Devonta Smith is by far the best Alabama uh, player and receiver, but there are guys behind, like Michi and those guys behind him, they're not that bad. So you no. can't just put two. You can't just put Sean Wade on him, and then have and then have Proctor or, um, um, uh, Hooker um just over top of him all game. It just it's it's not going to work. I mean, so yeah, I definitely give the edge to um Devonta Smith. I, I I think the only way to slow him down is you just limit the big plays. I mean, I know it's it's going to be frustrating to watch, but I think they'll give him a decent buffer. Um. But I mean, he he's gonna have seven to ten catches no matter what. So, um, I guess my 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 theory is that just let someone else beat you, but him. I mean, and considering people always forget that Devonta Smith started his career as a national champion by catching the two attack touchdown pass in the national championship game to win the game. That's how he started his career. So, yeah, I definitely give the edge to them. And like I said, he's gonna have seven to ten catches. Just keep keep him under. Then keep if you can keep Devonta Smith under 110 yards and only one touchdown. That's a huge win for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, defensively, which is like kind of where I like we were talking five six years ago. You'd be like, all right, yeah, this is the real grit grit now. Uh, but no, I mean they're both just. I mean they just give up points. So um, yeah. I don't know if you have anything to say about defense. Go ahead. Um, I think the defensive line for strength and being able to get penetration, it definitely goes, the advantage goes to Alabama's D line. However, I think with Ohio state's line this year, they're a lot more flexible and a lot better at keeping the offensive lineman from climbing to the second level. And in my opinion, I think the linebackers for OSU can compete with high level linebackers such as the ones out of Alabama and have a lot better side to side speed and side and sideline capability than the ones out of Alabama. I mean, Dylan Moses coming into this year has really kind of underperformed. Yeah. He hasn't had the breakout year everyone thought he was going to have being, you know, the first year that he was able to command that defense and it kind of shows. So I think OSU definitely has an advantage at the linebacker level. I don't think so on the D line. And then, as you you know, as you say, the and we've been talking about the defensive backfield for either one of these teams is not the best. They can be beaten they, they through And I'm looking at the outline, and you're completely right. It's which star corner is going to have a better day? Is it going to be Sean Wade or is it going to be Patrick Sertan? So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely going to be interesting, and it, it, it kind of reminds me of the offense, um, Alabama's offense. Like, do you want? Do you, who do you trust more, Ohio State's group of linebackers or Dylan Moses? And then who yeah. do you trust more, Ohio State's full defensive line or uh, uh, Christian Barrymore, the one guy? Or yeah. it's kind of like the defensive back. Their, their defensive backfields are pretty much the same, basically. Patrick Sertain's a good amount better than Sean Wade. But um, it's basically I those two. Think, it's I also think just those two who are the two good DBs. So, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Patrick Chetain has a lot easier task to cover like Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson than Sean Wade does in having to either cover 
Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, which it's probably going to look like he'll be just covering Devontae Smith. But, hey, you never know. This could turn into, like, his Jalen Ramsey game where he just mugs Devontae Smith and Devontae Smith has, like, only like three targets for with two catches and like 50 yards. I mean, there's no can, way. There's no I way. There's no, I, I will. I'm talking like, okay, but he'll limit him to like five catches for 120 yards. Like, maybe yeah. a touchdown. Yeah, no, like I, I hear that. Numbers, wouldn't be, you know, everyone's like, wow, that's like really bad for a corner. But against Devontae Smith, you know, the numbers he's been putting up, it's not terrible. I mean, he put up what, 300. 340 receiving yards against Notre Dame with like four, three touchdowns. I think 240, not 340, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, but the only getting three targets is not possible because Mac Jones will throw him the ball. If he has two people on him, he does not care. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Devonta Smith, like you said, you can't stop him. I mean, you can't stop yeah. him. You can only can, you can only slow hope to down. contain him. Yeah. Can slow him down. But um, so I, yeah, I mean, and then I think the coaching edge, it, 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 it's uh, – I saw another article. I don't know if it was the same time I was I saw the other article, but um, it was basically saying that Ryan Day is a young Nick Saban, basically. It's like um, – which which I honestly – like I'm, I'm not a huge Ohio State fan, but I am one. I don't want Nick Saban coaching my team. <laughs> like no, no. I, he's boring. He's old. He's just mean. Get him out of my face. But uh, yeah, so um, I think definitely, but the coaching edge has to go to uh, Nick Saban. I mean, yeah. he's been in this game uh, five of the past seven years, four of the past seven yeah. years. So yeah, um, yeah but, and, and kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, it I do think next year will be, at least I hope it will be a lot more open than this year was like this year. It was you. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning. You had your top, you had your top, you had your three teams and then oh, I'll say kind of fell off and Notre Dame kind of fell off, but now you're back. They're back on everything. I think next year you could see some teams that you did not expect to be in the top 10, kind of just jumping into the top 10. Like, I think North Carolina has a chance to be really good next year. Yeah. Um, I think Cincinnati, as you said, as well, has a really good chance of, of coming back this year and making, I don't know if they'll make it into the top four, but Desmond Ritter's coming back. Yeah, but I think you'll definitely see them in the top ten most of the year. Yeah, and that's also going to set a huge precedent because let's say Cincinnati goes out and goes undefeated next year, and either they do or they don't make the playoffs. That's so if they do make the playoffs and you do vote them in, that's basically telling every other non-group of five team it's like. Yeah, you got to go two years straight undefeated to get you're in. not getting in. Yeah. And if they don't get in, it's just basically, I mean, if they go undefeated again this year, this coming year, and they, and they don't get in, it's just going to become, I mean, the, the thing we kind of, I mean, it's just going to become the same four teams every year. So, um, but with that, um, I don't know if you have your top five for next year early, way too early. Do you have it? Um, I have my top five. Yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, why don't you go first? Because I don't know mine yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So at number one, I'm going to have a very surprising answer here. And I I know you're going to probably hate me for it. I'm going to have – No, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Uh, Okay. The Sooners. Sooners. Um, My number two position is going to still be Clemson. I still think DJ Ugalele is going to be – a hell of a player there and be able to kind of help that team in a, in a really kind of 
as I said earlier, not super smooth, but a, a relatively smooth transition. And then I think at number three is going to be the boys out of out of uh, Chapel Hill and UNC. Uh, UNC. Um, I just I think Sam Howell is going to. I really, really hope he turns into a better quarterback and makes better decision making. Well, that's the thing with Sam Howell that, that was so weird all year. It's like they came into this year, they expected him to throw a ton because he looked good his freshman year. And he was really good in those games where they were high scoring affairs. But like yeah. I don't know why Mac Brown would like change. I mean, they, I guess they do it. They did have two thousand yard rushers, so I yeah. yeah. I mean exactly. they, they definitely do have a chance to be really good next year. I agree. Yeah. Um, so that's my number three. My number four is going to go to Georgia. I think JT Daniels is, is shown that he, with one actual full year underneath his belt, that he's going to be really good. And then this, this one's tough for me. I don't know who could be, I'm going to have to put I'm going to have to put Cincinnati at my number five. I just think that that team is going to be around talking all, you know, going to be making a push for an argument, especially after this year. All right, I, I'll go mine backwards because you went yours forward. Um, uh, number five, I have Georgia as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, JT Daniels coming back. Uh, we still got to figure out what happened out in Georgia this summer. I don't know. Yeah. Some weird stuff going on down there. Um, yeah. At number four, I have Alabama. Um, okay. They're always going to be in the top five every year, no matter what. Uh, number three, I do have Oklahoma as well. They are going to come in with so much hype, and Oklahoma fans are not going to shut up for the next 12 months. It is going to be brutal. It will be brutal. Um, and then, two, I have Ohio State. Um, they'll lose fields, but they also have the second ranked recruiting class, and they bring, I mean, and, and yeah, uh, they, 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 they no, not, not this year, next year. Oh. Yeah. But, oh. uh, no, the guy, the guy who was supposed to, it's either CJ Stroud, who's from California, or, uh, Harry Miller, um, they're both going to be fine. I mean, it's like we, what we talk about at the big-time programs. I mean, if you're good enough, they'll make you good at big-time yeah. programming. So. Um, and then number one, I have Clemson as well. I think they'll, they'll vote uh, Clemson ahead of Ohio State because they won't have seen Ohio State's new quarterback play, but they did get to look at DJ Ugalele. Yeah. Right, and, um, yeah. And I – I I forgot what my odds were uh, for the Heisman, but I, it would not surprise me at all if DJ Ugalele makes the Heisman or doesn't win it, but it gets to the ceremony if they have one next year. He's he's one of three quarterbacks that's plus a thousand right now. Uh, Spencer yeah. Rattler's the favorite at plus four hundred, and Bryce Young is the plus uh, yeah yeah, and then he's plus one thousand. Slovis is plus two thousand. Um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's my top five for next year. Um, it's hopefully, I mean, you never know, but hopefully, first of all, hopefully we don't do politics in here, but hopefully we're still a country by then. We haven't been overrun by, I don't know, anarchy. If it's anarchy, mm-hmm. I'm totally in for it, though. I would love to be an anarchist. And then um, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID or anything, but hopefully it doesn't affect it as much as it did college football this year because yeah. this year could have been it already was a really good year it could have been a great year um if we didn't have so many i mean it's just it, it's it's going to be so weird to look back at this in like five years and be like oh yeah there was that time that michigan didn't play ohio state because of a 
because uh, uh, of a sickness. They played again. They played during World War II, though, but they a sickness. So yeah, I, I understand it, but it's just you know how it is. But um, that's all I got. You got anything? Um, yeah. Again, I hope that next year is a little bit different, but I still think we're gonna be dealing with COVID. But I hope they put in procedures and things so that way they don't cancel as many games you know they're able to have more games and we have more competitive bowl games next year as well yeah and and that's gonna i mean they obviously are gonna have to come in with the contingency plan because i mean how how it did work for ohio state this year that's great but i i mean ohio state once again went five and oh or six and oh and made it in again oh yeah it would be a va- bad look for them. So, um, but so everyone, um, make sure you tune on Monday night. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do. We might go live. I don't know. I might go live. We'll see. We'll let you know, but, um, definitely, uh, it's definitely weird that we started what, f- uh, five months ago, four months yep. ago. And now we are at the national championship finally. So, um, like I said, my pick is 38, 34 Ohio state. And Jake said, 42, 30, 34, uh, or, uh, Ohio State as well. So we're both going with the underdog. Um, I hope so, man. I hope so. But um, I yeah. just sometimes I think that Alabama team is too damn good. But mm-hmm. um, that's all I got. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, we will definitely be back at some point this week, this weekend, at least to kind of wrap things up. And then uh, we'll kind of share with you guys our offseason schedule because I'm definitely going to be doing this. I think Jake is too because um, mm-hmm. I don't want to write about the NBA at all. And yeah. they keep they keep sending me. I even told Randy I was like I, t- I emailed him. I was like, it's cool. Like if you want me to do NBA, like, I'll do it when I have time. But even once the football is over in the off season, I want to focus on the draft and college football and recruiting and everything like that. So, but I'm sure I'll have to do some NBA stuff, which I just don't care about. But like I said, everyone have a happy new year. Uh, it's a good year. Jake, you got anything? No. Um. Everyone, just still be safe. Uh, be careful out there, and you know look. Look for this game to be really entertaining, in my opinion. Let's just I, hope I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I hope. I just hope it's entertaining. I want to see a good football game. I can't. I can't do blowouts anymore. But that's it for us. We'll see you next week, sometime or this week, whatever you call it. Later.